is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, Well, I want to thank CNN and MSNBC, the Washington Post, yes, even the New York Times. I want to thank the Stalinists over there at Mediocreite and the Marxists over there at Media Matters. I want to thank... All these radical left-wing hate America sites for all their efforts to kill my book. The Democrat Party Hates America. If you look at these sites, which I really don't like to do, but people send me links, right, Mr. Producer? So I look, I cringe, and I delete. They're pushing other books, They're pushing their Joe Scarborough narratives. They're trashing every single Republican, trying to make them look stupid and uninformed. Oh, we got that one. Oh, I caught that one. Oh. And yet today I can announce to you that the Democrat Party Hates America is number one book in the country. Nonfiction, hardcover, nonfiction, hardcover, and e-books. And I know over there at the New York Times, they're collectively grinding their teeth, as they are every time I have a new book. And so they have actually pretended the book doesn't exist. Period. They keep pushing this Cassidy Hutchison book, this David Wolf book. They always do these gossip books because, you know, they're serious media sites that believe in substance and they want to know if Matt Gates and this Cassidy Hutchinson actually dated. These are the perverts at Mediocreite, the Stalinists, the Leninists, the Marxists. Although I wonder if they're even smart enough to be that. I want to thank you in this audience. I am blessed by you. Just a huge number of people who, concern, who are concerned about this country, 
and want to do everything they can to save it from the Democrat Party and their media and quasi-media surrogates who are out to take it down and think this is all very funny. It's not very funny. And you folks understand that. We sold 160,000 copies, 130,000 hard copy, 30,000 audio and ebooks. Number two wasn't even close. Now, we're not going to be number one every week. We may not be number one the following week. It doesn't really matter, does it? What matters is that as many people as possible inform themselves about the most poisonous, evil party in the country, which has been the most poisonous, evil party in the country since it came into existence. And as I say at the beginning of the book, this book isn't written for these people. It's written for you. In fact, the very first sentence in the book, I make the point. As I turn to it, see here. This book is not intended to be provocative, but in the Democrat Party-centric parts of our society, and undoubtedly will be. That said, it's not written for Democrat Party officials, politicians, media, sycophants, activists, and surrogates. It's written for those patriotic Americans who fear for our country and its future. America's unraveling. Our founding and history are under assault. Our families and faiths are being degraded. And so that is the objective of the Democrat Party, because if it wasn't, it wouldn't be happening. It wouldn't be happening. Now, I want to encourage many of you to go over to Mediaite.com to make the most over-the-top comments, not with filth and curse words, just very aggressive, brutal comments about that website. And if I remember, in the next day or two, maybe next week, I will compile five to ten of them. Because this is now the new journalism. Five to ten of them, out of thousands of comments, I'll compile five to ten of them to push the narrative that I want to push. That this is a sleazy operation by Dan Abrams and the squirrel that is permanently glued to his head. And Kobe Hall, if that is his name. Kobe! Mama's calling you, Colby. Come out of the basement. Time to take a shower. It's been three weeks, Colby. Yeah, that guy. We want to give them the attention that they crave on this show. Why? Because I enjoy it. That's why. But if you even take a quick look at their site, it's okay. One day of hits. One day of hits where they say, look at us, as they go to their sponsors and investors. Look, look at the hits we took here. I know exactly what I'm doing. You can see what a sleazeball operation is. A Stalinist operation. But let's do this. Let's show them how it works. Because our audience is many times larger than their readership. And we can have fun. What's that? Comment under their Twitter, Mr. Producer says. So go to their Twitter is it, what is it, Medio, Mediaite.com or something? At Mediaite. Go to At Mediaite. 
and have a good time. And Mr. Producer will pull half a dozen to a dozen of the most clever, brutal attacks on that subsidized website. This former Congressman Walsh, I want to talk to you directly. You're the biggest a-hole who has ever crawled on four legs on the planet. You run as a Tea Party candidate. You lose. Then look at you. Your pathetic lump of stupidity. Then you go on cable TV, where you trash any Republican who doesn't back you. And the stupid-ass things that you have to say. And if you find a judge, here we have a judge in New York who decides there'll be no jury trial. A judge in New York who values Mar-a-Lago for $18 million, which is nuts. You have a prosecutor in New York who should be disbarred for the way she campaigned and conducted herself under the rules of professional conduct in New York. And Walsh, Mr. Former Tea Party, now syphilitic fool, What do they mean by Stalinism? Locking up people and executing them? This is the stupidity you have to deal with on the left. But we're going to have fun with this. And I am going to have fun with this. And we will pull together, Mr. Producer. We'll get the most brutal comments. And then I will write a tweet about the brutality that Mediate, a.k.a. Mediocreite, has received for its very existence. What kind of a stupid thing? It's okay. I'm going to demonstrate it. I'm going to demonstrate it. I can tell you right now, the book industry is pretty flat. They're doing everything they can to push this. Cassidy Hutchison, she's all over CNN. She's all over MSNBC. She's all over the Sunday shows. She's quoted all over the so-called news media. Why? Because she's a Trump hater. And she's saying things that are really quite unbelievable. Quite unbelievable. Things that she saved for her book. I don't write books about me. So this is her one chance to make a few shekels. And we see this with others. Flash in the pan. And these other flash in the pan types, they're always pushed by the same media. Somebody write, remember this guy Anonymous writing stuff? That was absolute BS and New York Times is promoting it in their pages? Maybe you remember Russia collusion? Day in, day out, year after year. What do you mean by Stalinism? An official report done by Durham shows you Stalinism? Are you trying to set up a candidate? This is all fine by the Democrat Party. In fact, they're proving the damn point. The Democrat Party is bigger than a party. It's bigger than a party. It's a typical autocratic party. It's a party that seeks to devour the culture, and it is. It's a party that seeks to come between the parent and their students and their kids and the school and, and, and their family, and it is. It's a party that is destroying the nuclear family, and it is. It's a party that's destroying our border and citizenship, and it is. It's a party that despises free market capitalism and supports industrial policy coming out of Washington, D.C., 
which is both insane, but it is. It is a party that wants loyalty to the party, not the country. And their media demonstrate day in and day out the way they report, the way they interpret news, that they're all in. They've got no problem with this judge in New York. So what? No jury trial. So what? There he is in New York, and he, he takes Letitia James's valuation, essentially, of Mar-a-Lago at $18 million. It's got to be worth a quarter of a million dollars. All you have to do, folks, is go online. Take a look at the various real estate links. I did this this morning and took a look at it. You got properties selling for $35 million, $40, $45 million that are not even close to what Mar-a-Lago is. It's all the judge had to do, but he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do it. You got crime in the streets. Democrat Party is responsible for it. You've got kids that can't get a crime-ridden schools, many of whom are not even proficient in basic language skills, mathematical skills. They're going to have disastrous futures in their lives. Democrat Party's doing it. They won't allow school choice, and they're supported by their media. And of course, I wrote an entire book on unfreedom of the press about their media. How many people? Here's a challenge to Colby. Colby! Colby, if that is your name, your mother must have hated you. Must have despised you, Colby. Why don't you tell us the political affiliation of your entire staff? Remember all the January 6th reports on the tweets and the emails, among and between Trump staffers and so forth, how excited they got about it in the media? So I challenged Mediaite. Why don't you release all the texts of the same period of time that you folks write amongst each other? Let's take a look and see what you wrote. Of course, they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do it because everything I say about them is correct. Before January 6th, NBC News reports, the FBI predicted extremists would be very willing to take action over a 2020 election dispute. Really? One week before the election in 2020, and just over two months before the January 6th attack on the Capitol, they report, an internal FBI analysis concluded that domestic violent extremism, that is extremists, were very willing to take action in response to a disputed election. But that law enforcement preemption, quote-unquote, and the disorganization of the extremist groups, quote, likely would hinder widespread violence. So what did the FBI do about it? Almost nothing. Almost nothing. The so-called Red Cell Report, let's see here, was titled Alternative Analysis, Potential Scenarios for Reactions of Domestic Violent Extremists to a Disputed 2020 U.S. Presidential Election. NBC News obtained a redacted copy in response to a disputed election. Domestic violent extremists are very willing to take action, but their capabilities to do so remain low, largely due to disorganization. It goes on and on and on. Again, what did they do? Almost nothing. Trump offered to do more than the FBI did. 10,000 troops, that's pretty good. 10,000 troops. So the FBI knew that 
potential violence was stirring long before Donald Trump spoke on January 6th. Long before Donald Trump spoke on January 6th. More to say. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals See, ladies and gentlemen, when you do not have an honest Democrat party and an honest Democrat media, this is what you get. This is the NBC story from a couple days ago. So the question is, did the January 6th committee investigate this? That the FBI predicted extremists would be very willing to take action? Or any of the rest of it? Did the January 6th committee have access to this? Do we know if Nancy Pelosi or Mitch McConnell, for that matter, were briefed on this? We don't know anything. And yet, it is the January 6th that we're supposed to remember forever. Okay, great. But we don't have all the facts, and the committee destroyed over half of the information it had gathered. And also... The Republicans looking at this, subsequent to Nancy Pelosi's fall from power, have said they didn't even investigate the security of the building. They didn't investigate the security of the building because it would destroy their narrative about Donald Trump. This falls at the feet of Pelosi, the mayor of Washington, D.C., FBI Director Christopher Wray, and God knows who else, for failing to even Provide the information to the January 6th committee or the committee blew it off. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals. 
They call him Mr. Right, Mr. Conservative, and Mr. Constitution. But you can call him Mark at 877-381-3811. You know, nobody gets under the skin of these people more than I do. Friends, it's take the name of the book. The Democrat Party Hates America. He doesn't even know English. It's the Democratic Party. We're called the Democratic Party. That's done intentionally. It mocks them. Their great Supreme Court nominee wouldn't even define what a woman is. And they're changing our language. They're changing it intentionally. Because that's what autocratic parties do. That's what an autocratic media does. So I figure, okay, I can play that game. I'm not going to call them by what they want to be called, the Democratic Party. Plus, there's nothing Democratic about them. So I will call them the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party hates America. If you read this book, unless you are one of these Democrat Party surrogates, or militant activists, or a grifter with and for the Democrat Party, or a top Democrat Party official. If you're just a member of the Democrat Party and you read this book, you will ask yourself, why the hell am I a member of this party? Why am I a member of this party? And as I said last night, especially our black friends and patriots and citizens, if you read this book, especially chapter 2, I think many of you will also ask yourselves, why am I a member of this party? Doesn't mean they'll flock to the Republican Party, but I do think they'll ask serious questions about this. And I think they should. We have a debate tonight, right after this show. You may have heard there's going to be seven Republicans debating. And other than one or two up there, I look at this and I say, wow, what a weak farm team. I'm being honest. I mean, Chris Christie brags about beating a Democrat to get elected in New Jersey. That Democrat was under a full-scale assault, including by his own party, Corzine, for issues related to morality, issues related to various financial issues and schemes. That's the Democrat he defeated. And so I'm predicting, but I, I said this, but I don't, it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But at some point, Christie has to realize that he's not going to be president. Certainly not of this country. And maybe he'll decide that he's going to run for the Senate from New Jersey. It's in the back of my head that that's possible, I think. I have nothing against Nikki Haley. I just don't understand if she served as governor for eight years in South Carolina, and she did, why she's not running on her record. But rather Margaret Thatcher's record. Or running against other people's records. What is her record? And if you can tell me what her position is on abortion, I'm not talking about her strategy. What is her position? I'd love to understand it, because I don't. 
I don't think she's very strong pro-life. I just think this is a way for her to, uh, that she has figured out to wiggle out of the issue and talk more about process, which is fine. Then we have Ramaswamy. I don't trust this guy. I never have. I told you. He came on the program. I was asking about his conservative history. He had no conservative history. Zero. Didn't even have a populist history. Zero. He's a happy warrior. He's got a great smile, charisma. Very good at debating with the one-liners and so forth and the allegations. But more and more is coming out about his very deep financial ties to the communist regime and their front groups in China. I don't dig that. I can't go for that. Mike Pence. So who is Mike Pence going to be tonight? Is he going to be Chris Christie or is he going to be Mike Pence? I don't even care. You're talking about people who get 2, 3, 4% of the popular support. Mike Pence is at 4%. Does anybody really believe he can win a general election? I'm just putting it to you. It's nothing personal. I like Tim Scott. We'll see how he does tonight. I like the man. He's probably more moderate than people realize. I mean, how do you support Lisa Murkowski in Alaska, who destroyed the voting system in Alaska in order to ensure that, that daddy's little girl, who put her in office in the first place, uh, can't lose? Because they destroyed the primary system, as they had, by the way, in California, for the purpose of helping the Democrats. And they did it in Alaska for the purpose of helping one person, Lisa Murkowski, who is the NEA, the National Education Association's favorite senator. Not just favorite Republican senator, favorite senator. Now, what does that tell you? Tells you a lot. So who's left up there? Bergen from North Dakota. Guy sounds pretty good, but nobody knows anything about him. I love North Dakota. We're on a great station in North Dakota. The owner and the GM, PD up there is a good friend of mine. I'm sure he's a great, great guy, great governor. But he's not going to get the nomination. Why? Because he's from North Dakota? No, that's not why. Because he doesn't really have a lane. What's his lane? As they say in the, in the business. The only one. The only one is DeSantis. Oh, come on, Mark. He's 40 points behind, 50 points behind. I don't know this, and I certainly haven't discussed any of this with these candidates. I don't go behind the scenes. I don't know what's going on with who, but I will tell you this. DeSantis is playing for number two. This is Mark's opinion. Now, he's never going to say that. He wants to defeat Trump. But it took Ronald Reagan three times to be the Republican nominee. They're having a debate at the Reagan Library. Is that lost on anybody? And Reagan had a fight. I'll tell you, the irony is, Karl Rove is one of the uh, commenters on what's taking place in the Republican primary. He's going to be at the Reagan Library, and if, and if Karl Rove and the Bush family had their way, there would have been no Ronald Reagan, let alone a Reagan Library. 
Because Reagan was an outsider. Reagan was an incredibly successful governor. DeSantis, whether you like it or not, some of you, is an incredibly successful governor, no matter how much his record is twisted. And the people in Florida know it. And that includes the people who fled to Florida from other parts of the country. He's not your typical governor. He's been a remarkable governor. Even if you support Trump, that doesn't mean you got to tear down DeSantis. And this is one of the problems I have with all this. But I think DeSantis is in the wings. I really do. People are like, how are you going to overcome it? I mean, you got 13 points and Trump has over 50. He may not overcome that. That's a lot to overcome. And if he doesn't, he doesn't. If he doesn't, he doesn't. There's always the next time. There's always the next time. But honestly, I look at these other candidates. I say I like some of them. But I don't think there's going to be a next time. Do you, Mr. Producer? I really don't. I mean, this is Chris Christie's, uh, it's not his maiden voyage. This is his uh, Lusitania or his Titanic. I like to give big references to a big fellow like that. I used to call him the Cape May Orca. After Ted Kennedy passed, I called him the Cape Cod Orca. But he's bigger than an orca in terms of his presence. So I changed it to the sperm whale because I think that's more appropriate. Uh, Anyway, so that's my sort of uh, scribbling on the envelope take on this. Could be dead wrong, really doesn't matter. Uh, I think it's going to be very difficult to stop Trump, which is why the left is going nuts, their judiciary is going nuts. The never-Trumpers are out in full, you know, bloviating mode. Media's hammering away. The prosecutors are hammering away. If Trump was at 3%, 5%, in other words, if he were getting Chris Christie's numbers or Mike Pence's numbers, they wouldn't care. Look at the media attention. We have candidates on the Republican side. We don't know much about them. Media could care less. Why? Because they're not going to get the nomination. They fear Trump. Remember, for a while there, they were sticking it to DeSantis and his wife. Well, they're not done with that. They're not done with that. A lot of the strength of a candidate or our candidates can be determined, at least in part, by the extent to which they are attacked from the left. The Marxists, the radical leftists, their media, they're not going to attack somebody who's useless, who's not going to interfere with their fantastic revolution and agenda. They're not going to waste their time and resources on that. By the way, this is why they're going after Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Not because they think he can win, but they think he's a potential spoiler that might wind up electing Donald Trump. So you have to destroy a man that's named after his father who was assassinated and iconic in the Democrat Party because that was then and this is now. They don't care. They will destroy Kennedy in order to protect a Biden. Now think about that. Pretty amazing, isn't it? 
All right, I've got a lot more. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or a 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals Folks, you can still grab, there's half a million copies or so of The Democrat Party Hates America at Barnes & Noble and Walmart at, oh, I shouldn't have started down the list, Books a Million, BJ's, Sam's Club, Costco has a nice, uh, bunch of books if you're going to costco and of course amazon.com uh they're discounted everywhere now that it's uh it's number one and you can grab your copies it'll be delivered to you tomorrow or the next day i really want to encourage you to read it most of you have heard me talk about it i haven't been able to talk about all of it there's just too much useful information in the book you've heard me talk about it on fox you've heard me talk about it on blaze you've heard me talk about it on many of your local affiliate stations and i want to thank all of them as well as some of the syndicators out there and fox and of course blaze and a number of other organizations just too many to mention i noticed they have that little cross there about bulk buying of books i have no idea what they're talking about none If there's bulk buying of books, it's not by me. It's not in my direction. And they do this to conservative authors all the time. They do it to me all the time. And I don't even know what the hell they're talking about. Why? Because I go to a book signing at a bookstore and they sell a thousand books. Is that considered bulk buying, Mr. Producer? I don't know. Or the Reagan Library acquires books that I'm going to be signing on October 21. That's got to be what they're talking about, or some billionaires out there buying books and handing them out that I'm not aware of. But it's really very interesting how I always get the little scarlet cross so they can hang their hat on. Oh, look at this, bulk buying. Not by me. I don't know what they're talking about. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But I'm hoping more and more of you jump in, join the rest of us. What is it that 160,000 fellow patriots know? First of all, they know they're going to get value. Secondly, they know it's discounted. Thirdly, they know it's first edition. But more than all that superficial stuff. They've heard enough about it. That they know if they're a trucker, they want the audio so they can listen to it as they're driving across country. Or they want a hard copy to have and then to read and then to hand it to somebody else to read. You don't even have to buy a bunch of books. Just buy one. As an example, 
this is going to change a lot of people's minds. It's not going to change the minds of the dead-enders. I got that. Of the zombie activists. It's just not. By the way, Mr. Producer's quick. We're already posting. Open your mic, Mr. Producer. What are we calling this that we're posting on our social sites? Mediaite brutally roasted on social media for being a moronic website. Wow. And we noticed that Mediaite has like four retweets of their article. Is that right, Mr. Producer? They have about 170,000 followers. They have 170,000 followers, about four retweets, maybe seven by now, which tells me they've got a lot of bots on there. But we have over 3.7 million, and it took us no time at all. We want to make them infamous. And so they're going to be on our you-know-what list and on our radar for a long time. Look at all the hits we're getting. Yeah, you're getting hits in the crotch. Bob Lewis writes, love Mark's newest book, The Democrat Party Hates America. Why don't some of you knuckleheads read it? He's talking about Mediaite. You guys are definitely part of the problem. Dr. Michael, Mediaite is made up of a bunch of liberal hack morons. Isn't that right? Dan Abrams. Mark Levin is more talented than a small toenail than this entire site combined. Wow, that's brutality. Joel Goldenberg, one, your journalism is akin to giggly, sneering gossip amongst teenagers. Wow. Caleb Johnson, Dan Abrams must be so proud of what you've turned this site into. Trash. Christoph, Mediaite is a scumbag communist promoting propaganda outlet. Wow. This is brutal. We have Jimmy, Big Lindsay. What is wrong with you guys? Change the name to Mediocre Krebs. Waste of time to read your leftist ideas. Imagine, they're getting brutalized. They're getting brutalized on social media. We could have a thousand more if we wanted to. Let's move on. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. All right, let's get down to it, ladies and gentlemen. Sean Fain, a.k.a. Sean Fake, is the Democrat Party boss of the UAW. He doesn't represent his people. Represents Biden and the Democrats. He's on CNN yesterday with Wolf Blitzer. Honestly, I thought this guy had retired already, Mr. Producer. Certainly should. Here's how that went. Cut one, go. What about the meeting with Trump? Would you meet with him when he's in Detroit tomorrow? I see no point in meeting with him because I don't think the man has any has any bit of care about what our workers stand for, what the working class stands for. He serves a billionaire class, and that's what's wrong with this country. Well, that effectively sounds as an endorsement for Biden. Am I wrong? Um, it, it's not an endorsement for anyone. It's just a flat out uh, how, how I, I view. You know, what, pal, former- you're a liar. 
the way you spin and what you're doing to this country. You're an enemy of the people. You're an enemy of your own union. You're the enemy of unions all across this country. You're just another Democrat Party hack dressed up as a president of the UAW. And that's part of the problem with a lot of unions in this country. They don't represent their membership. So this guy's a hate-on for Trump, but he pretends he's not going to endorse Biden, but he all but did. He all but did. He was happy to meet with Biden. Biden flew out there for one hour on the picket line to show his support. One hour. I wonder if he flew over Palestine, Ohio. No, he didn't. Those people can't do anything for him. Biden always pretends he's a union guy. He's a union guy. He always votes for the unions. He's a union guy. His economic system is destroying everybody. Union, non-union. Blue collar, white collar. And he's going to destroy the automobile industry too with these idiot EV cars. But the demands of Mr. Fain, unless he's a complete idiot, he's not an idiot. He's devious. Of a 40% salary increase in a 32-hour week. And that 40% would apply to a five-day week, although they're working for four days a week. What does that have to do with job security? What does it have to do with electric vehicles? I would ask these so-called populists. It has nothing. One has nothing to do with the other. All this phony nonsense, this feigning, I should say, about we represent the people, don't you know? No, you don't. You're screwing the people. You're screwing the people. Now, if Donald Trump represents the billionaires, he has a funny way of showing it. Doesn't he? It's a funny way of showing it. Record high employment in every group. Record low inflation across the board. Trying to secure the border. What, for billionaires? Many billionaires want that border open. So this guy's a propagandist. Or as I like to say, he's an a-hole. Chuck Schumer joined the picket line in Tappan, New York. Chuck Schumer, man of the people, the working people, populist. Borders wide open, Chuck. Hey, don't bother me. Cut to go. We're going to fight until we win. What does he mean we are going to fight until we win? Do you win what? Go ahead. We're going to fight until we win. My father, my father, who was a union guy, told, taught me. He loved unions. He taught me. He died just a couple of years, a year and a half ago. But he said, when you're doing the right thing, for, when you're doing something important. Ah, shut up, you idiot, moron. Chuck Schumer's for the unions. Really? Tell me, how many of you union folks out there want an open border? How many union folks are now, now they come up with the figure 7.6 million people have come across the border. And by the time Biden's done, it's going to be 10 to 11 million. I think that's the population of Pennsylvania or something like that. How many of you union workers think that's a good idea? And... He's processing them as fast as possible to get them work permits. 
How many of you union members think that's a good idea? I assume none of you. And then I see the Farm Workers Union. The Cesar Chavez Union. Cesar Chavez, who opposed illegal immigration, used to call illegal aliens wetbacks. We have it on audio. He did it in an interview on a San Francisco public radio station. He would send his union members, most of whom were obviously Mexican and otherwise Hispanic, to the border to try and police them. When they saw illegals coming across, they would contact the old INS. And he marched on that border with Ralph Abernathy, who took over after Martin Luther King was assassinated. And Abernathy was one of the great leaders of the Civil Rights Movement. He was King's lieutenant. And they marched on that border with a guy named Walter Mondale. You may have heard of him. He was the Democrat nominee for President of the United States who got slaughtered in 1984. Big union guy. The unions opposed illegal immigration. Joe Biden is supporting an invasion. It's not even immigration. By the millions and millions of people coming into the country. He wants to get them work permits as fast as possible. Work permits. And this clown, Sean Fain, and other clowns like him are selling out their membership. How many of you union folks out there think that Biden is representing the union? And how is he doing that? Exactly. Exactly how is he doing that? By destroying our industries? By destroying the oil and gas industries? By shutting down our pipelines? Who the hell do people think are making the pipelines? Building the pipelines? The steel in the pipelines? Where does this stuff come from? It just show up? No! Hard-working men and women have to produce it. What about them? Oh, well, you know. little oversight. That's okay. You simply cannot support the so-called Green New Deal movement, which is a Marxist anti-capitalist movement. Centralized industrialization policy. Industrial policy. And capitalism and Labor, interesting enough, at the same time. Because you are destroying the existing economic system. So all you men and women who've come up through the ranks to get seniority, all you men and women, particularly in the trade unions, who've learned a profession, whether it's electrical, plumbing, bricklaying, other aspects of construction, whether it is refining and producing natural resources, oil, gas, coal, different metals, steel, aluminum, plastic, rubber. You're all going to get screwed. You're all going to get screwed. You can ask for, oh, I want a 40% increase for a 32-hour work week. How do you like this? There'll be no work week, and you'll get no increase, because that's where we're headed. That's where we're headed when you kill the industrial heartland of this country. There's no foreign government doing this. It's our government doing this. And more specifically, it's the Democrat Party doing this. They'll sell the union members 
down the river as fast as they sell the black community down the river. Which they've been doing for a long time. They will sell anything and anybody down the river for power. And they will lie about it. The Democrat Party hates America, so why do people think it's going to embrace patriotic, hardworking Americans, whether they're union or non-union? They don't. They lie. They just want the support. That's all. That's all. Wake up, America. That's all they want. Borders wide open. Who does that help? Does it help you? Who does it help? Seriously. Well, somebody's got to pick lettuce. I don't want to hear that. We don't need 7.6 million foreigners in this country to pick lettuce, for God's sakes. But they are here to help large corporations and multinationals who get paid, pay workers under the table. And yet, Sean Fain accuses Trump of being the voice of billionaires when he wants to close the border. When he wants to close the border. Chuck Schumer says, my father, who was a union guy, taught me. Let me tell you something. I'm in a union today. I've talked about the SAG. What kind of stupid union is this? I'm in a union with a bunch of left-wing Marxist kooks. And I'm stuck. So Chuck Schumer talks about his dad, the union guy. I am a union guy. Whether I like it or not. But what does that have to do with anything? Chuck Schumer is the leader of the Democrat Party in the Senate. Again, open borders. Again, an economic policy that drives up interest rates. People can't buy homes. Soon they're not going to be able to afford cars. But he's a union guy. And Schumer says, persist and persist and persist. Schumer, is this not hilarious? The guy goes to Harvard Law School. He graduates. Passes the New York bar. Gets elected immediately after to the New York Assembly. Congressional seat opens up. He runs for that. Gets elected to Congress. Serves there many, many years. Al D'Amato, he figures... He's vulnerable, particularly given the demographic and political changes in the state of New York. He runs against D'Amato, funded by all kinds of dark money. Billionaires, by the way. Sean. May I call you Sean? Sean. And he wins his Senate seat. This is a man, literally, who hasn't spent a minute in the private sector. But he's a union guy, so don't worry about it. Joe Biden's another one gets elected to the Senate when he's 29 years old, gets sworn in when he's 30. Before that, he was a member of the Wilmington City Council. Man never worked a day in his life outside the government. But he's a union guy, too. Oh, these great union guys. And they're opening the border to anyone and everyone who comes in. They're not just, hey, are you a union guy? Hey, they're not even asking them if they're terrorists or criminals. They're punching them right through. Boop, boop, boop. How fast can we do this? How fast can we change America? The Democrat Party is thrown in with the racists. The Democrat Party is thrown in with the Marxists. The Democrat Party 
not just thrown in with them, it represents them. It's unpatriotic. You can say this about union workers, they're patriotic. You know, when you go by one of these building sites and they're building one of these massive sky rises, which always amazes me how people can do that sort of thing. I certainly can. And what's always hanging from the building that's being constructed or from the crane? A massive American flag. Something you will not see at the DNC headquarters. So... I really do think a lot of these union workers are being sold a bill of goods. These unions are not democratic entities. They're monopolies. The antitrust laws do not apply to them because when they were written, they were specifically excluded. Because the truth is the UAW should be broken up. No union should have this kind of power. That should, no, no union boss should have this kind of power. None. And yet there they are. Chuck Schumer, the last guy who should be talking about you. It's hilarious. And Biden. I always supported you. And Schumer, my dad was a union guy. Oh, yeah, he loved unions. He was a union guy. And you? Well, yeah, I'm a union guy. Persist, fight. Good will reward you and you'll succeed. We're going to persist and we're going to succeed. What, what the hell is he talking about? We're going to persist and we're going to succeed. He supports a 32-hour work week and a 40% increase? On his own staff, they're not going to get a 32-hour work week and a 40% salary increase, are they, Mr. Medusa? He would never give that to his staff. Be way too expensive, you know. Can't do that. Plus, we have work to do here. I mean, we got to at least put in a five-day, 40-hour week and a 40% increase? We don't have a budget for that. But go get him! Get him! Get him! Get him! Outside my office! Yes! Get him! And the suckers in New York who vote for this, this buffoon? Are the prices not high enough in New York? You think car prices should be 20-30% higher? How's it going in New York with Democrat policies and crime and open borders and illegal immigrants? Jobs? Safety, the schools where they have no school choice. How's it going up there in New York? Going okay? Because that's what the Democrats are doing to the whole country. Be right back. Mark Lovin. Now, you know what company is looking out for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and now 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk that also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin to make the switch to Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. 
Again, dial pound 250, say Mark Levin, and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Judge Chunkin, the radical left-wing legal bomb thrower dressed up as a judge in the United States versus Donald Trump on the January 6th case, which really has nothing to do with January 6th. She's written a 20-page opinion about herself, and in her opinion about herself, she says, I don't need to recuse. I'm the epitome of objectivity and professionalism. All those examples that were used... It's not because I independently or gratuitously brought up the former president by name or by implication. No, it was because the defendants were found guilty who were being sentenced. They brought him up. Therefore, I had to respond and, and discuss what they brought up. This is bullcrap. If this judge had one ounce of professionalism, she would know that we're on to her, that even her ruling on The trial date is beyond obvious what she's up to. The Department of Justice let the cat out of the bag, too, when it actually filed very strangely response to the defendants on the recusal issue, saying, no, 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 Judge, we like you. You can do this. Do this. We need you to do this. Because they got the judge they wanted. They figure she's in their back pocket. They've already got all the rulings they want. So maybe she'll throw out a ruling here and there that's of minimal consequence for the defense to win. But so far, she's violated the Fifth and Sixth Amendments of the Constitution in terms of due process and the right to competent counsel by undermining their ability to prepare for trial one day before Super Tuesday and in front of the other judge in Florida who was supposed to go first. But don't worry. No, 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 no. She has looked at this very carefully, and she's decided... I'm fine. I'm not recusing. I'll keep the case. There you go. Stalinist, wouldn't you say? Mediaite? Yes, I'd say Stalinist. Now, you know what company is looking out for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and a 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just $20 a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk that also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin to make the switch to Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Mark Levin, and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. I want to welcome our friend, Donald Trump Jr., to the airwaves. Don, how are you, sir? Uh, you know, I've had better days, Mark, but I guess we're getting used to this insanity. You uh, obviously saw what this judge in New York City did, what he's trying to do to the business that you and your family build up, um, the value of all things that he puts on mar Largo. I mean, you can go online and look at Realtor.com and everything else and see the value of properties in Palm Beach, let alone really the pre- premier property 
on the Atlantic Ocean, period. And uh, what do you make of all this? Listen, I, th- I think it's more of the same, the weaponized use of our justice system uh, to target political enemies. I mean, you know, use Mar-a-Lago as the example. It's a 20-acre uh, parcel of property on the ocean in Palm Beach, Florida. Now, they, you know, again, when someone puts a value of $18 million on that to someone, you know, I can understand how that's a lot. But if you look at, you know, the 2.2-acre parcel that's not on the ocean that is just under undeveloped, no home even on it, that's on the market for $150 million, uh, it should put things into perspective. You look at the small, you know, ha- you know one-acre uh, homes around it that are on the market for $40, $50, 60000000 million, and this 20-acre parcel with arguably one of the finest homes anywhere in the world on it uh, is worth 18 not because others said it, but because a judge decided to disregard real estate experts in the market, uh, decided to disregard uh, testimony from bankers uh, and others uh, to go after, you know, I guess the the enemy of the Democrat Party, which is Donald Trump, because he's the only one talking common sense to the American people. And, and they're getting it. They're buying into it there. You can see that in the polls. You can see that across the board. So uh, we're in a pretty scary place, Mark. I mean, this is like the Bolshevik revolution. It's, they want to confiscate property. Uh, they want to eliminate our ability to do business anywhere in New York. It's so broadly worded that uh, professional real estate experts and lawyers don't even understand exactly what it means. And uh, it, it it never ends. It just continues, you know, just yet another attack. Yeah, and the question is, the way they keep boxing, boxing, boxing in, you and your family and your father in particular, how do you even appeal something like this? you got to go through all this stuff, and then you appeal, and you're in a Democrat jurisdiction. It's, it's like there's nowhere to go. Yeah, I, I, it's designed uh, to be lose-lose, right? Uh, you see that. And it's not just us, right? They, they've tried doing this to the people in January 6th who can't possibly get a fair trial uh, in Washington, D.C., with 97% Republican base that hates their guts. Uh, you, you see the same thing in Fulton County, uh, you saw that with Trump, with the Florida uh, stuff where they had to have a grand jury in Washington, D.C. set up to go after him in Florida because they knew they probably wouldn't get their desired outcome in Florida. So they changed the rules and the machinations. And that's OK. If you're a Democrat, you can do whatever you want. You can change the rules like they did during the election. And, uh, and everyone has to follow lockstep. But they've they've commandeered, uh, you know, the highest echelons of government and our institutions across the board. Uh, so they're allowed to do that. They're allowed to get away with that. You know, they can disregard state constitutions and otherwise because, uh, you know, magically your rights disappear in an emergency, Mark, obviously. So uh, they've weaponized our government against its own citizenry uh, and certainly against their political enemies. And uh, I think the reason Donald Trump keeps going up in the polls and my father keeps dominating those polls is that because people actually understand that. They realize how ridiculous it is. And they also understand there's no coincidences anymore, you know. Just like all the other indictments, they drop the day after Joe Biden gets bad news or Hunter's linked to another form of graft or another email linking Joe with the Chinese Communist Party leaks. This time it's the Chinese Communist Party using Joe Biden's home address to send Hunter. And, you know, oh, no, this is like this is like a child if he was living at home with his parents, Mark. This is the excuse to make for a 50 year old. Right. He's, he's a child living at home with his parents, making millions of dollars uh, selling out our nation. I, you know, I don't think anyone believes that. I also don't think that they believe that the Chinese Communist Party is dumb enough to hire crackheads uh, unless they're just buying influence, which, of course, they were. 
uh, people are seeing through the insanity. And, um, you know, hopefully they're finally going to push back on it, because if they don't, I'm not sure what America looks like in a few years. But it's very harrowing to see that there are people, Democrats, dressed up as prosecutors, dressed up as judges, up and down the chain in, uh, in county cases, in state cases, in federal cases, who are desperate to bankrupt your father and your family and put him in prison for the rest of his life. I mean, that is unimaginable. I don't care how much somebody goes through. That is just like, not only what the hell is happening to the country, but the media are all in. It's perfectly fine by them. This is real totalitarian stuff, right? Oh, 100%. And not only are they totally fine with it, they still continue to screech about Vladimir Putin if he does that to his political enemies while totally ignoring that they want to give Donald Trump 750-plus years and, in some cases, the death penalty, just so we're understanding what we're talking about. So the people that preach about that, they scream to the high heavens on a daily basis, Mark, oh, well, we're going to conveniently neglect that because they don't care about the rule of law. They don't care about our Constitution, democracy, our republic. That's all talking points for them. That's a sound bite. Uh, they, they say it until, until it behooves them not to, and then they conveniently ignore these things. But what's going on right now is exactly what happens in dictatorial regimes, uh, where you know, the Biden Justice Department can be weaponized against his political enemies, against anyone that would stand up to him while simultaneously function, functioning as his personal bodyguard, protecting him uh, from what to me is by far the most flagrant corruption we've ever seen in our country. What's going on with the Biden documents? I understand that they'll say, oh, where's the evidence you know, other than the bank transfers, other than the emails, other than the sworn testimony? other than the text messages, other than the photographs, you know, other than, other than thousands of documents of evidence uh, and actual wire transfers, and, you know, there, there's no evidence. You know, this is what's going on, and they continue to say that with a straight face. I mean, what Joe Biden's doing makes Watergate look like it's kindergarten, and yet, you know, there's not, nothing to see here. There's no evidence, Mark. There's no evidence whatsoever. You know, uh, your father's been called Hitler. He's been called Stalin. He's been called Mussolini. He's been called uh, mentally unhinged. He's been called all these things. And so when you shoot back and you say these tactics are Stalinist. Oh, how dare you say they're Stalinist? Don't you know the history of Stalin and so forth and so on? Do they not know the history of Hitler and Mussolini and Stalin and the rest of them when they use that kind of verbiage against your father? Let me ask you a question. If Donald Trump wins the presidency, do you think the Democrat Party and the Democrat media and their activists, violent militia groups, do you think they're going to accept it? You know, I don't know that it matters, Mark. I think, you know, if you look at what they're doing in Philadelphia this week, if you look at what they did during the, you know, what was dubbed the summer of love, according to the media, you know, it happened to be, you know, looting, rioting, arson, murder, minor details like that. Uh, you know, they're going to do what they want. They don't believe in law, the law. Uh, they're totally for lawlessness, uh, except for against their political enemies. You know, when you talk about all the names they call Donald Trump, I mean, you know, the same people, you know, Justin Trudeau up in Canada, you know, everyone's a Nazi. The, the truckers, those people were Nazis. Honk, honk, when they honk, honk, when they were doing peaceful protesting, you know, wanting to object to being forced uh, in mandatory vaccinations. Hong Kong was a, an ode to Heil Hitler, according to this, this same clown 
brings a former Waffen SS Nazi officer onto the floor of Canadian Parliament, and the guy gets two standing ovations. I mean, you can't make up this level of insanity. I mean, I understand this is a Saul Alinsky sort of rule for radicals. Accuse them of doing all the things that you're actually doing, but that's exactly what's happened. You know, Trump was going to be the grifter. Trump was going to get us into World War III. Trump was stealing money. He was dependent on Russia. I mean, all of these things have happened to Joe Biden. I mean, he's taking money from these institutions. Our policies are America last. We're on the brink of World War III with the world's largest nuclear superpower by volume of missiles, Russia. And no one's even asking, do you think, you know, we gave $130 billion to the Ukraine because... I don't know, maybe they have more information on Joe Biden and they're weaponizing it against our government. I mean, if I can think of something like that, that seems like clearly the most plausible reason for some of the insanity and the decisions being made right now. How is it that our media is not even willing to ask the question? They're not even willing to consider it. If it was Donald Trump, they'd be asking the question. Well, let me they let me that with Russia, Russia, Russia for three years with exactly zero evidence. Let me let me circle back on this Nazi thing to get something straight, though. Your father was the biggest supporter of Israel of any president in the United States, period. And the Israelis love your father. That's number one. Number two, your sister converted to Orthodox Judaism. You have nieces and nephews who are Orthodox Jews. That's number two. Number three, Donald Trump has many, many partners he's dealt with, people who have worked for him, people who have represented him, people who have been friends with him, who are Jewish. These are hardly the actions of a neo-Nazi. Now, I'm certainly not claiming Obama's a neo-Nazi or a Nazi or Biden, but by their terms, you got to wonder, because Obama undermined the state of Israel at every turn. Obama sold out the state of Israel to the Iranians in that nuclear deal. Biden's been selling out the state of Israel to the Iranians in the nuclear deal. And Biden has treated the prime minister of Israel like he's some kind of a uh, reprobate or there's something wrong with him. They've tried to remove him from office using uh, NGOs. Uh, they try to diminish his, his, uh, his strength in Israel. They use these left-wing front groups in Israel and Europe to pour tons of money into these dark uh, money uh, operations to try and take out his government and turn that country... Uh, Jew against Jews, civil war, and they dare to call your father these things? What about the Democrat Party? What about the fact that Franklin Roosevelt wouldn't let hundreds of thousands of Jews into this country during the height of the Holocaust, and they wound up in gas chambers? The Democrat Party, well, he defeated the Nazis. Well, that's great. But he didn't lift a finger to deal with the Holocaust at the time when they simply could have. And by the way, neither did the New York Times or the rest of the media. So if people want to know the truth, what really took place, take a look at Joe Kennedy Sr. They had to yank Joe Kennedy Sr. from ambassador of Great Britain because he was back-channeling to the Third Reich. And even FDR said, what the hell, and had to pull him back. That's the history of neo-Nazism in this country or anti-Semitism in this country. Your father did nothing to promote anti-Semitism Quite the contrary, even signed a law, I just want to make this clear, an executive order, I should say, about anti-Semitism on our college campuses. He's the first one to do something like that. So this is how the Democrat Party operates. 
They call people, as you said earlier, what they actually are, and they project their own history and actions onto somebody else. Go ahead. I'll let you finish. Well, listen, you you said it perfectly. I mean, another example of that would be John Kerry effectively lobbying Iran against America's interests, certainly to the the detriment of Israel. And these things happen. If these were Trump administration people, they'd be in jail. They'd be brought up on charges. They'd be tried under, you know, whether it's Hatch Act or one of the acts that uh, they would do that. But, you know, if it's John Kerry, it's it's okay. That's Democrat royalty. He can, you know, talk about, you know, uh, carbon emissions, and you know, while his wife has a private plane, but then when he's questioned in front of Congress, he said, "Well, I don't have a private plane." Oh, well, your wife? Oh, oh, my wife? I didn't realize that's what you were talking about. I mean, these people will lie through their teeth. There is nothing they won't do, and I think that's what the American populace has to understand. I think they're actually starting to get it because it has been so ridiculous. It has been so egregious. You know, we keep hearing about the great successes of Bidenomics. I can't name a single metric by which we're doing better, and other people do that. If I'm the son of a billionaire, Mark, from Manhattan, and I'm pissed off when I go to the pump, and I'm, I get it when I'm in a supermarket or I take my kids out to dinner because the inflation and the spending and the insanity, I mean, imagine what the average American's doing. I'm, I'm not supposed to get that. I'm not supposed to see it. And if I do, and these people are oblivious while lying to us and selling us this bill of goods, that's nonsense. It's no different than the UAW workers. I know my father's there now talking to them, but their leadership, no, we were for Joe Biden. Why? Because the Democrats have been shipping union jobs and the American dream of hardworking Americans abroad for decades. You know, they're doing it currently under their noses with the electronic, the electric vehicle scheme and all of that nonsense. But, you know, union leadership has been bought into and they're all on the payroll of the Democrat Party. So they're going to take right. the hardworking guys dues okay, who work and who are Trump supporters, by the way. And they're certainly America first. And they're going to give that to the Democrat Party to effectively fund break. their own demise. It's insane. I got a hard break. It's terrific having you. I wish you and your family well. I really do. I, I'm appalled at what's taking place here. And, uh, and God bless you, my friend. I appreciate that, Mark. Thank you. Take care of yourself. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Now, you know a company is looking out for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and now 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk that also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Now, pound 250 and say Mark Levin to make the switch to Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Mark Levin, and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Oh, yes, yes. I hope you'll grab your copy of The Democrat Party Hates America. It's number one on the New York Times bestseller list, hardcover, nonfiction, number one on the New York Times bestseller list, combination hardcover ebooks list. And so uh, you did this. Those of you who jumped in in the past uh, 
several months, particularly the last week or so, I want to encourage all of you to jump in, join our town hall meeting, fully understand who's doing what to us in this country beyond a superficial level so you can help us and be a Thomas Paine as well. Broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. They don't like the word Stalinist. How about commie bastards? You don't like that better, Mr. Producer? Well, the government, I suggest, is going to shut down, at least for a short period of time. And it is amazing to me how lousy and dishonest the news coverage is, the malpractice that the media practice all the time. Never do you hear anybody ask the questions as we discussed briefly last night. If we don't slash this budget and get spending under control, the CBO, the GAO, and even OMB have together put out a statement in May that says that this is unsustainable. That it'll do grave damage to our nation's financial situation and national security. That's what they say. And multiple times it is the most grave statement from a federal agency or agencies I've ever seen. And so when CNN, MSNBC, and the other Democrats, or their surrogates on the websites and all the rest, when they discuss this issue, they'll talk to you about, oh, they're going to be about child care. First of all, that's our responsibility now, child care? I don't know. person has a child, shouldn't they care for the child? Shouldn't they have some responsibility? Now it's the state's responsibility? This is what Mises meant when he says, we all sound like Marxists now. What's going to happen to my child care? I need the money from the government. Uh, Is that how your grandmother raised your mother or your father? That it's somebody else's responsibility, including the government, to help raise your children? Mises is right. So many people do sound like Marxists now. So what we have coming up is this shutdown. And I think really uh, the Republicans, or at least most of them, are really getting strong footing now. And they're tying this to immigration. And they're tying this to the Democrats' spending. Don't the Democrats want to secure the border? Because nothing they're proposing will. Don't they want to keep the nation out of bankruptcy? Because everything they're proposing will push us into bankruptcy. So here's McCarthy on Capitol Hill today with a reporter. Cut six, go. With the president solve your current problem with trying to pass the CR. Well, it's, it's not my current problem. It's America's problem. Well, but no, it's, it's a House's responsibility to fund the government, right? Well, okay, let's compare that. How many bills has the Senate passed? How many appropriation bills has the Senate passed? They're working on the CR. How many? It's, it's not a tough question. You ask me questions every day. Name me one. Name me one appropriation out of the twelve appropriation bills the Senate has passed this year. So the Senate has not passed any. Okay. And what is the House doing? 
You're working on five bills, seventy-three percent. Okay. Okay. They're not going to fund the government, though. I'm sorry. What does appropriation bill do? After September 30th. What does an appropriation bill do? How many appropriation bills does it take to fund government? Twelve. The Senate has passed zero. So the House is working on appropriations bills. The government will shut down. Let me answer your questions, but first, let's get the facts right. Your, your, your first question was, and I answered it, the Senate has done nothing. The Senate has not done one thing when it comes to appropriation. Is that different than we have in the past? Okay. No, normally the Senate doesn't even bring them up in committee. So the Senate's done nothing. The House is working on passing 73% of all the appropriation bills of the job we're supposed to do by Thursday. We're bringing up on Friday ability to fund the government, but at the same time secure our border. So yes, we're doing our job. So what does the president have to do with that? If he wants to sit and hide in the White House and put the government into a shutdown, that's on him. But that's the wrong thing to do. Very smart. We're getting our bills passed. And even if we don't get them all passed, we insist on securing the border and throw the ball in the, in the laps of the Democrats who want a shutdown, but they want to blame it on the Republicans. Cut seven, go. I like to see anything out there. If it's a challenge, I want to solve the problem. If you look at when you're sitting with the Senate doing too, we have the FAA to deal with. That goes away on September 30th. Has the Senate passed an FAA bill? No, they have not. When we look at a challenge on the border, have they passed any bill themselves? They're a different body on something to deal with the border. Even though the leader from the Senate comes from New York and his governor and mayor are criving for something to be done, no, they've done nothing on it. Because had they passed a bill, the House has passed a bill, we could go to conference and solve that. So why am I asking the president to sit down? Because the Senate has not done their job. The Senate has not taken up the House um, work. So no, the president should step in and do something about it. Otherwise, government will shut down, just like we're having strikes in Michigan, just like we had a five-month strike in California, just like we have embassies that are having to be evacuated around the world. That's a lack of leadership. So show some leadership. This is your policies. This wasn't a policy that was passed from the House and Senate that opened up this border. It was simply your decision, and you could do something to change it. It would keep government open while we finish the job, and hopefully the Senate can get around to appropriation bill. That is superb, because it happens to be true. So they've tried to box him in, and he's muscling his way out. We're passing appropriations bills, and even if we don't get all of them passed. We're passing them, and what's the Senate doing? Nothing. What's Biden doing? Nothing. Zero. What are they doing about the border? They don't even have a proposal on the Senate to fund border security. Nothing. Representative Byron Donald's on Capitol Hill today. Listen to the reporters. All the reporters are completely in the back pocket of, the, of Schumer, Biden, the Democrat Party, and their propaganda. So the Republicans have to unravel it. And let me tell you something. They're doing a good job of it. Cut eight. Go. The Senate's bipartisan proposal. Yeah. What do you make of it? Would you support that if McCarthy brought it to the floor? No. That thing is dead over here. Are you kidding me? Why? Are you sure? Well, first of all, you continue spending. You have $6.2 billion for Ukraine. Um, they do nothing to secure our southern border. Uh, that is just a non-starter. The Senate needs to get real. What, what You've all seen the images of the southern border. It has to stop immediately. And this government should not continue to be funding funded if we don't secure our border. There you go. Apparently, the Democrats don't want to secure the border. Because that's what McCarthy's saying. That's what Byron Donalds is saying. They don't want to secure the border. 
they have no money in this continuing resolution to secure the border, even given the emergency that's taking place. Representative Steve Scalise, cut nine, go. You know, these are four bills that combined will fund about 75 percent of the government as we're talking about, you know, is there going to be a shutdown? Is government going to be funded? What are the priorities of the American people in funding the government? And frankly, that's what we've been focusing our time on, you know, with with Michael Cloud and the appropriators, with Tom Emmer as the whip, putting together the coalitions, what Tom Cole and the Rules Committee have been doing. All of the focus from Speaker McCarthy on down has been, number one, how do we make government address the needs of the people? And really what the people have been saying is let's get to pre-COVID levels on spending because we can't just keep writing blank checks. You know, this idea all week you're hearing from Democrats, all they want to talk about is how much more money to spend. As if there's money sitting in a piggy bank. Very good. Now, real quickly, Representative Chip Roy, cut 10, go. My colleagues on the other side of the aisle complain about shutdown. Yet they are the masters of shutdown. They shut down and brought to a halt the great American economy, resulting in exactly what you're experiencing right now and the American people feeling in terms of inflation, in terms of inability to afford homes, inability to afford gasoline, inability to afford power. Those are the mandates that the American people are concerned about. Those are the unfunded mandates that are killing their way of life right now at home. That's the simple fact. My colleagues were talking about the government and what what it might cost if, if there's a government shutdown Saturday. Well, let's be very clear. If there is a shutdown on Saturday, it is because President Biden, Chuck Schumer, my Democratic colleagues, would prefer to shut down the government of the United States than shut down the border of the United States and protect the American people. That's the simple truth. Amen. Amen and amen. And you can see the Republican leadership in the House, conservatives in the House, at least most, I think, they've got it right. There's no damn funding to secure that border, and we insist on it. And we also insist on slashing the spending. This is what's been proposed, actually, a week ago that I was strongly supporting, and I didn't understand what the five knuckleheads were up to, and I still don't. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know, you've seen Jason Rantz on Fox and elsewhere, a very, very sharp gentleman. Uh, He also has my program on KTTH. He's a radio host and the program director there, and it's in the middle of Seattle. So he has seen close up what the hell's going on in these cities, Seattle among the worst. And he has seen what the Democrat Party does to these cities, his city, his hometown. And I thought it was very, very important that we have Jason on the program. He's what's killing America inside the radical left's tragic destruction of our cities. I only have authors on this program who I believe in to promote books that I've read and I believe in. Otherwise, I don't waste your time and I don't waste my time. What's killing America? Jason Rance inside the radical left's tragic destruction of our cities. Jason, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. I appreciate the time tonight. You bet. So let's get started with this. You're in Seattle. You see what's happening. You're moved. You're thinking, you know, I can talk on the radio. I can go on TV, but I got to write about this. I got to 
I got to put pen to paper. I've got to make the American people understand not just what they see on TV and what they see at the surface level, but who is destroying our city. So I want to give you an opportunity to explain this. Yeah, it's important to understand the why. Why do folks who are so far to one side of the aisle believe what they believe? And what is it that they're doing that's having such a destructive nature on our cities? And what I think is really important for folks to understand, and I used to get this as a host all the time, that people would say, I'm leaving Seattle because I'm sick of all the policies. I'm sick of what it's, what it's doing to my community. Only to then a few years later say, okay, I moved and the policies followed. It's because these policies don't stay in the cities in which they originate, where the activists come from. They end up going everywhere, whether we're talking about housing and education to crime, drugs and homelessness, it will follow. And if you do not understand the why and the what, you're not going to be able to push back and win any of these battles. And we've seen that time and time again. There are people right now who have no idea what's truly going on, because they don't get the dots connected for them. Media, I think, does a really poor job at the local level of pointing to policy strategies. I can go outside right now and ask someone to define what harm reduction is or housing first. Not a single person will have even heard of either of those phrases. And yet those strategies are why we're seeing crime get out of control, drug use get out of control, and homelessness get out of control. And so how in the world are we supposed to push back if we don't actually know that? Mm-hmm. And so um, when you wrote this book, it, it covers a lot of territory. H- how did you approach this? Because it's hard to prioritize what the problems are, particularly as you point out in the book, which is this is sort of a universal issue now, both in terms of ideology, execution, geography, all over the country. Yep. So how did you approach this? I approached it by listening to the people who would call into the radio show. I would listen to the people who were complaining after I would go on Fox News and say, hey, you just talked about Chicago. Did you know that's happening right here in Atlanta or it's happening in D.C. or it's happening in my neighborhood? And then when you start to look around, it becomes really clear that we have ceded so much power to radicals. And they have taken that power to institutionalize all of these ideas. They have an ideology that is deeply destructive and it's chaotic. Now, the good news, because they're passing legislation and policies, means we can actually walk that back. But when they institutionalize something, that means we all have to get organized. And there are so many people who just don't think that we can win these battles because it might take some sacrifices. They might think the system is rigged. But when you're able to decode the language of the left, which I do in What's Killing America, I think you're able to come up with a game plan. The fact of the matter is the issues of crime that are happening in Seattle, well, guess what? It's in San Francisco. It's in New York, Atlanta, D.C., Chicago, and everywhere else. And we know that it's unfolding the same way because it's based on the same policy. So at the same time, as you guys are you know, at home listening, saying, man, crime is out of control, homelessness, I'm also paying a lot more to live in these cities. And even though I escaped, I'm paying more now that I live in the suburbs. Yet you're having a worse quality of life. And I think people are sick and tired of it. I don't think people view this as inherently political either, which is also good news for us. Conservatives could go up and actually have conversations with people and never even mention being conservative or Republican and still be able to convince Democrats to switch over. Because I think Democrats and Republicans alike share the same goal. They want their kids to feel safe. They want to feel safe themselves. They want to live a meaningful life. And right now they feel like they can't. And frankly, they're right. 
what's happening in San Francisco right now is a city that is dying before our eyes. And I don't want that to become a reality for the places where people are listening right now. But the Democrat leadership doesn't want great things for America. They demonstrate it every day. No. They institute the policies that are destructive of the American people and our way of life, whether it is this climate change stuff or an open border and so forth. And so much of the government mm -hmm. is on uh, automatic. You know, it's uh, this massive administrative state. And so you address this. So people are listening tonight. So what do we are to what do we make of this? How do we as we the people who basically have a vote and can organize and vote, what is the best way to confront this? We confront this by understanding it and then actually speaking out and pushing back. It is so easy to pass things when you use language like they use on the left, where they claim that they're doing things because they're compassionate, that they're really caring about people, and they bully anyone who speaks up. But the fact of the matter is, and this is, again, is great news, there are way more people like us than there are of the radical left. And you and I talked about it on my show last week when we were discussing mm -hmm. your book. Like, I, I don't think Democrat voters are the problem when it comes to the radical ideas. I think they're just falling for it. There's leadership that's truly radical. They're creating all the chaos and destruction. But I don't think everyone understands truly what's behind what's going on. And if all of us simply get together with shared information, with a shared goal, I guarantee we're gonna see victories. And I go over some of the victories that we've already seen in my book, I mean, look at San Francisco, for example. Those were liberals who pushed back and got rid of Chesa Boudin. Those were liberals who stood up and said to the school board, no, we're not allowing you to do this to our kids. Those were victories, not from conservatives. There's 17 conservatives in San Francisco. Those were progressives who said enough is enough. And it's because they finally understood they were able to connect the dots on policy. And we're seeing in particular parental groups all around the country, Virginia is a great example, standing up and saying, no, we're not going to allow you to do this anymore. And so now we just have to take those victories and take some inspiration from it and realize that we can, in fact, do this. But it starts by having that foundation, understanding why the radical left believes what they believe and what exactly they're pushing while we decode the language. And I do that in What's Killing America. The book is What's Killing America. You can get it on Amazon.com right now, any major bookstore or warehouse store. We'll cover it at Amazon.com. The author is Jason Rance. We're going to carry Jason over for a period of time into the next segment after the bottom of the hour here. But that gives you time to run to Amazon.com. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? 
Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. This is Liberty's 911 Hotline. The Mark Levin Show. Call in now at 877-381-3811. Jason Rantz has a great book out, What's Killing America. You can get it at Amazon.com and anywhere else. But as a side point, Jason, with this debate tonight, I do smile, if not worse, when I hear all the advice that's being given to these candidates by people who have never run for office, they've never been in politics. They don't really have the pulse of the people necessarily. They need to do this, they need to do that. You know, your head would explode if you listen to all these people, no? Yeah, no kidding. I think all you really need to do is just listen to people and actually hear what they have to say (laughs) and pay attention and then try to figure out how you're going to solve some some of these problems. And I think, mm-hmm. you, know, the, you know, the good news for any of these potential candidates is that everyone is kind of experiencing the same thing, that their community is getting out of control with crime and drug use, that they're concerned about what's happening in schools. And I, I think that is, you know, that's actually one of the chapters in my book covering the indoctrination that's going on in schools. And I, the by the way, I positive, especially like that chapter. So go ahead and thank hit you. on that. Yeah, no, the, the, one, the only positive that came out of the COVID lockdowns of schools was that parents got a better sense of what was being taught to their kids. They were there listening to the teacher and said, wait, what did she just say about white people and white suppress? Like, we actually did get woke. They just got woke on something that the left doesn't want us to get woke about. We found out that there is an intentional attempt by the radical left educators to convince kids that this country is not worth fighting for, that this is not the best country in the world, that our police departments are filled with racists who are hunting down black people on the streets of America. I mean, there is a bunch of material that BLM, Black Lives Matter, that total fraud put together. The curriculum is getting in front of our kids every single year. There's not only just a week of action, though, and people think, okay, maybe I can counter program with my child for that week. No, it's continuing throughout the year, and it's not just happening in big cities. I have so many examples in the book of what's going on, like small towns in Nebraska, in Iowa, where we are teaching kids to hate the police. We're teaching black kids to hate the police. We're teaching white kids to feel like they're somehow responsible for a legitimate few bad apples. And when they get out of school, when they get into college, we already know what's going on there with the indoctrination. Understand, these are the future doctors and lawyers and politicians. These are the people who are going to lead this country. And right now, we've ceded so much power to radical educators to get in front of them and teach them why they shouldn't fight for this country. And that's how you get to transformative change. I mean, we heard Democrats say that. We heard the radical left say that. They never hid that position, right? They said, we have to transform this country. We have to dismantle systems of oppression. They believe American institutions are systems of oppression. And that's precisely what they're trying to do is they're trying to break them down and then rebuild. And in some cases, they've already been really successful. We just now have to fight back and take things back. All right, Jason Rantz. I mean, he barely touched on the substance of the book. It's a fascinating book. It's a compelling book. What's Killing America? 
You can get it on Amazon.com, any major bookstore. It's available now. It just came out. It's brand new off the printing press. And I want to wish you a lot of luck with this, Jason. It's a very, very fine book. And take care of yourself. Thank you so much. I, that means the world to me. Thank you well, so much. Well, it is. And God bless. Take care of yourself. Very good guy. Very, very good guy. And uh, very, very tough neighborhood, Seattle. Never used to be that way. I went to Seattle a few times many years ago. And uh, it was a very nice city. Rained a lot. A little depressing for me, but had great food. You could walk down the streets. Great fish. I'm not even a big fish guy, but I liked it. Uh, little cafes here and there. Kind of hole in the walls where you can go and be left alone and have something and so forth. And, and of course, the Democrats and their mobs. And their militia take over these cities and destroy everything. And look at this country. It's an upheaval. Upheaval on the borders. Upheaval in the Democrat-run cities. It's an absolute upheaval. This is a revolution taking place. That's why people are able to steal things without the likelihood of ever being charged or if charged going out the back door. That's the whole point. To destroy what you and I believe is, is important. Our customs and traditions. To destroy the status quo. When you're attacking a store, the Marxists believe that's perfectly fine, that that store shouldn't exist, that the things that are in that store have been uh, created on the backs of laborers and uh, on and on and on with their crap. And a lot of people believe this is a form of reparation. Some, frankly, uh, black Marxists have written such or have argued such that there's no such thing as property rights. It's the property that you own fundamentally came off the backs of slaves. They argue, they write. And so looting is okay, depending on who's doing the looting. This is what they argue. And I've even heard some hosts on MSNBC a couple of years back say precisely this, you shouldn't use deadly force to protect property. I think it was Joy Reid or somebody. Um, property rights, you know, so be it. Now the problem is the rule of law. If somebody's free to steal something, it's like a, a, a uh, it's like a drug. Move into harder and harder drugs, one from the next, and you get hooked on it. So why wouldn't you steal if there's no consequences and if society's telling you it's okay? Well, then you're going to steal. And that's a big problem. Do we have any callers, Mr. Producer? I've been doing a lot of talking. You did? Let me see. Yeah, give me one. My, my system is not up here. Joe in Trenton, New Jersey, WABC. How may I help you, sir? How you doing, Mark? Good. Mark, I, I, when, I, when I was talking to the screener, I, I just told him I just had shouting match with my son over politics. And unfortunately, you and Dan Bongino came up. This kid of mine, I've got... I'm 69 years old, Mark. I've been married. I'll be married 50 years next next year. I've got four kids. Three are conservative. One's a liberal. The liberal. My liberal son. He's a brain dead, walking dead college grad from Rutgers University. Mm, Rutgers. Uh, that's the problem. He. I, we just got the. He's telling, trying to tell me that everything is propaganda. I told him. I talked to you on the phone last week, and you're sending a book here. I'm going to, I told him, you read that book, and for everything you find that's not true, I'll give you $100. Mm -hmm. And knowing my son, he is not going to pick it up, so I'm ordering an audio book, and I'm going to play it so loud he has to hear it. How and old I is dare he? Him. 
I dare him. I just dare him. Mark, it's how, sad. How old is what your I, son? What, he's 42 years old. 42. And he must 42. be aggravating and causing you enormous stress in your life, right? Mark, every time you bring up a point, they deflect. Instead of addressing the issue you bring right away, they deflect. My son is notorious. Trump didn't fight in Vietnam. He, he, he. Well, neither did Biden. Neither did Schumer. Neither did Pelosi. I can go on and on down the list. You know, he refuses to believe that what's going on today is the, uh, the direct M.O., of a certain saint. Look, try and get him to read the book. This is a book. It's it's hard. I get it. If somebody doesn't want to open a book, look, take the cover off the book and say, son, will you read the book? And then let's go through it. You can burn it if you want to afterwards, but you really need to look at it. Take a look. If you think it's propaganda, don't tell me that until you're done reading the book. Give it a shot. In the country I see today, I want to cry. I want to I cry. Do, I get and it. By the way, Trenton makes some of the best pizza in the United States. Everybody says that about their own town. You know that, right? Yeah, well, Trenton, ask Dan, ask uh, Dave Portnoy. He'll let you know. Mark. I will tell you this. Wherever there are Italians, and I mean this seriously, you get the best pizza in the United States. Because, and it's funny, pizza was not in, invented by the Italians. It was invented, believe it or not, by the Chinese in China. But I don't know what it is, but the sauce and everything else, I'll go into an Italian restaurant or an Italian, whatever we call pizzeria, uh, over anything else. But, of course, I have to take my lactose intolerant pills. You understand that, Joe. All right, brother. God bless you. Good luck. Give it a shot. All right. Let's go to Farrell, Pennsylvania, the great WPIC. Matthew, how are you, sir? Hey, Mark. I'm telling you, I love your your, your you. philosophies, everything. I, I tell you, I, I catch your podcast every night that you're on. I mean, it is awesome. I mean, you're—I can't tell you just how great your the information you give us is just so essential. And I wanted to thank you very much for giving that information that we all need to know. And uh, I, I just wanted to let you know that I had never had the opportunity to tell you that till tonight. And Matthew, to, to you're you know very, very kind. I want to send you a signed copy of the number one book in America, The Democrat Party Hates America. So don't hang up. We want to get your address. I appreciate it. Let's continue. Let's go to Robert, Los Angeles, California. 870 The Answer, where we are live and national, and I will be there this coming weekend with my beautiful wife. Go right ahead. Awesome. Mark, I... Too many things I'd love to tell you and love to talk to you about, but I know there's time. Pick one. And yeah, well, I enjoyed growing up in uh, Mountain View and Sunnyvale riding bikes, watching the uh, Blue Angels I, fly. I listen it. to me. Listen to me. That really was God's country. And that's Sunnyvale, where we lived for about a year or so. I'll tell you, the weather, the community, the little parks, uh, just fantastic. Go right ahead. Was it was just interesting to uh, pursue a career in teaching and realize I was a service provider and I could not live in that area. So I had to move mm-hmm. down to uh, the L.A. area where duty called. But um, memories are what they are. But I wanted to ask about your thoughts about Larry Elder and his – I mean, over the years, he's definitely had something to say. I admired listening to him on the radio over the years. 
And in my opinion, definitely added to the conversation, not just the same old stuff. But, of course, for the way the coin toss, he wasn't even able to get on stage. Well, look, let me just say this. I'm a big fan of his. I'm a friend of his. But it's not because of some conspiracy or high bar that he wasn't able to get on the stage. I mean, people with 2% support and minimal donations are getting on that stage. I have a different view. They start out too big, eight, nine people and so forth and so on. It's not serious when you have people with two, three, four percent support who are going up there trying to draw attention from the debate. And this is why Trump's not debating, I'm sure. He says, he's thinking to himself, wait a minute, I got 40, 50 point leads. I'm supposed to go up here with Chris Christie at four percent trashing the hell out of me. Or the other guy down the other end trashing the hell out of me, two percent because they all want to take me down. That's not a debate. That's a gang attacking me. And so it's like anything else and anybody else. It's about merit. You've got to be able to do what you have to do to get in the big leagues. And Larry's in the big leagues. But if he can't get to the minimum number of polling or the minimum number of donations, and it's not just Larry, it's anybody else, then you're not going to be there. Yeah. 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 It's it's a change. Yeah, I get it. It's uh, just a bummer that that isn't even an option. Uh, but um, I love your book. I'm uh, just breaking into it. Uh, Thank the you, other sir. books, I've got them and passed them to family. And uh, Read this here. one. You've got it. Read it. I'm going to send you a signed one, too. Uh, and you're going to have one of the early books because I'm sure at some point the newer books of the same book, the newer printing editions, are going to have number one New York Times bestseller. Yours won't. So that's actually considered more special. First edition, you're not going to have the label on there. And there's still books like that out there on Amazon and throughout the retail markets if people want to grab them up at a very good, very good price. Thank you, my friend. Oh, don't hang up. We're going to send you a signed copy. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. time rich all right let's go to greg quickly in uh, worcester pennsylvania xm satellite go right ahead please quickly hey hello mark uh, thank you for taking my call i feel very connected to you uh, i uh, thank you lived recently in, Dre- in dresher pennsylvania mm-hmm. uh, near your uh, stop- stomping grounds around we're Temple about to run Amber. out of time but i appreciate that okay so here's, here's my uh, point. Uh, Philadelphia last night was a microcosm of what's happening in the, on the West Coast of this country and the East Coast of this country, all over this country. There were five or more major retailers on Chestnut Street that were attacked. Which was, which was a beautiful, beautiful street. Yes. It's a well-to-do yes. street, well, well-to-do stores there. I used to love to – I went to Penn. I used to love to live in the city, go to the yep. city. I go there very, very seldom these days. Greg, I got to go. We're up against the clock. Please don't hang up. I want to send you a signed copy of The Democrat Party Hates America. I apologize to you. Folks, number one book in America. Please join the rest of us. We can use more Thomas Paines here. We want to claw our way back. We can use your help. The debate is coming up. We'll talk about that tomorrow as well. And God bless all our heroes, and God bless you. Take care.